The man, the myth, the legend, Brian Bro Brosdahl is here, and he's not shy. We have a lot of fishing talk coming up. I won't ever understand my shorties be mad when all I want to do is stick my toes in the sand. There's nothing wrong with champagne, dancing and such, but the nightlife in the city don't impress me much. I don't feel right in the club, I'd rather be out Sitting in my 14-footer catching some trout The fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm F-I-S-H-double-I-N, Paul Bunyan country This is Fish and Paul Bunyan country Presented by Northland Fishing Tackle Celebrating our 30th season Well, we uh, continue to get ready for the fishing opener because despite uh, all the weird things that have happened in the last couple of months, we will have a fishing opener. We will get on the water and catch some fish, and we're glad to have one of our favorite people, Brian Bro Brosdahl, joining us today. Hey, Bro, thanks for the time. Hey, thanks for having me, Kevin. Well, one of the uh, key things for you and, and people uh, in your industry is uh, guiding, as I understand it right now, is not going to happen at the start of the season. Is that correct? Yeah, and as of uh, yes, they're not going to let charters or guiding happen. So, well, we'll watch to see what happens. It's it's ever changing, and uh, I haven't figured out a way to put plexiglass down the middle of my boat yet. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll think of something. Well, it's a, and that's a tough time for you guys. I mean, obviously, it's a very important part of your your livelihood, bro, and, and a lot of people uh, in our neck of the woods, the same thing. Um, do you have, a, like, a, a trade group that works uh, with the legislature or anything like that, or are you guys kind of on your own? Yeah. Uh, we got Min Fish uh, is, is a great group, and, and they, they kind of keep an eye on Minnesota fishing and uh, something to really check out if you get a chance. Um They'll, they'll keep an eye on things, but also, um, you know, it's it's a reality. I mean, you know, uh, I if, if if I got this bug, there's a good chance I'd, I'd make it through, but I don't want to find out. And uh, but right now, uh, if, if people practice caution, if if I have a mask and they have a mask and we're doing everything right, uh, you know, we, we should be fine, especially on the water out in the open air, and. Uh, I don't remember too many summers where the sun wasn't baking us pretty good out there, so I don't think anything would live, uh, any germs or anything. But, you know, I'm sure there'd be some, you know, bolt cleaning things besides just, uh, you know, dusting it off and, and calling her good. It would be a little sanitizing. And, of course, I have awesome St. Croix rods, the best there is, that I provide for my clients, and everything's state-of-the-art, but they might have to bring their own rods and reels because, you know, it's it's part of that uh, that same thing. So, but still, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm not really concerned at this point. But if I'm not guiding by uh, by you know end of June, I'll be uh, kind of getting more worried then. Okay. So in the meantime, you're just going to fish. Well, I still have my sponsor side of things. Oh, sure. So I want to provide information for people to help them catch fish. And to use the products, uh, I want people to, to know that Northland Fishing Tackle has 
phenomenal jigs. They got uh, fireball jigs, and they got long shank fireballs for the people like jigging with shiners. That's that's an awesome awesome jig because you can get the hook farther back. Um, and a regular fireball is nice if if you're fishing riprap or anything, kind of rolls over the rocks. Um, but places like Northland Fishing Tackle, I've uh, got to carry the torch. And when I'm fishing, it's it's work. Also, uh, we always bring a camera and the and the right uh, clothing. Um, and it's uh, it's about creating images to keep people fishing. I want everybody to fish. And like we were talking before we started, this might have created more more uh, fishing enthusiasts because they have the time and. Um, and like everybody's excited about fishing right now, so it's it's super cool. I think this is going to be a real boost for everybody to get out there and catch some fresh walleyes. And it should be a good year for fresh walleyes. Certainly, there was not a record taken during the ice fishing season, so population should be healthy. Oh my! They're, yeah, they're they're untouched. Well, I don't know about Lake of the Woods. <laughs> everybody went there. That's probably. Probably a lot of empty water up there, but uh, but around the area here, it was untouched. Uh, you know that that little bit of ice we got late. People did hound the panfish on every lake, even lakes that normally they don't. They really got hounded, so I think the panfish got damaged quite a bit, uh, but not by uh, local people, but uh, visitors. And uh, but I, I think. Uh, for the most part, walleyes were untouched in the area, and it's going to be a phenomenal opener. Uh, looking good for all the lakes. There's uh, all kinds of year classes of walleyes. There's eaters to big ones, and even the slot lakes, like Lake Winnipegosh, has three uh, year classes coming up of smaller fish that are under 13 inches. So, you know, the six sevens and tens and thirteens that were uh, caught ice fishing. They're everywhere out there, and so even some of the resorts were pulling their houses off areas because they didn't want people to keep catching them and pulling them up because uh, little walleyes tend to, you know, take them treble hooks down a little bit too far, and, and you don't want to sit and kill a whole bunch of little walleyes, little tiny ones. But uh, so it's kind of kind of nice to hear that some of the rental outfits pulled off the spots not to damage little ones, and uh, so it should be if some of those fish should be. Uh, you know, over 14, and uh, the next couple of years is going to be just phenomenal. So when he'll be back uh, and full of eater walleyes. You mentioned uh, the uh, fireball jigs. Is there a better way to fish early spring than uh, than with fireball jigs? I, I can't imagine. Oh, no. No, that's that's the way to go. And, 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 the, and the fireball, the short shank fireball versus the long shank, the short shank fireball is nice you know, if you're fishing uh, in an area and you're used, you, I don't always just jig with minnows. Sometimes I'll jig with a leech or a chunk of nightcrawler, and I love that for uh, for having a leech on there. I don't like a long hook when I'm using a leech, but uh, they're definitely something you want to load up on there. And, and you can get a whole tackle box full of them right now. Northland's running a special. Uh, you want to check that out. You can order and get get a whole tackle box for a really good price of all the different colors and assortments. Um, pretty neat stuff right now. But okay. the short shank and the long shank fireballs are a necessity in our area. And there's no better way to catch a fish than jigging. You feel the bite, you set the hook. The sinker and the hooker, you know, it's, it's a simple device. And 
But they got some cool colors. They got the UV and pad prints, uh, which give it that perch stripey look and uh, all the different colors. And if you look at them uh, online, there's some phenomenal stuff uh, to check out. And you want to order early because the sizes that we like go fast. You know, on a calm day, you know, an eighth ounce is nice to kind of flip up and kind of jig back uh, into the shallows, the weed edges and, and rock edges. But if, if you're going to get out in eight, ten feet of water, you want to use a sixteenth and and uh, it just move it slow. But on the windy days, you better have some quarters too. And just just touch the bottom and hold it up and drift or pitch works really well also so try a bunch of different sizes and uh lighter line you know there we don't have timber around here we don't have you know that many snags like you go to dakotas or you go to vermilion you might as well just throw your tackle box in the water when you get there <laughs> because there's snags there and i it, it's it's rare in the guide trip on leech cast winnie Bemidji or any of that, that I ever see anybody get snagged. Yeah. I do have one fellow that snags every time he shows up, and I don't know what he hooks. It's probably a log down there or something, but outside of that, you rarely get snagged, and uh, so you can actually go even heavier if you want faster action. So, um, But I think the walleyes are going to be more advanced. Uh, they, they started spawning a little earlier, and uh, by the time the opener rolls around, it's going to be game on. Those fish are going to be hungry and ready to attack anything. He is Bill Brosdahl and he's just getting started. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle celebrating our 30th season. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. I'm Kev Jackson. My guest today is Bro Brosdahl. Outside of the Fireballs, which we've been talking about, any other new product out there from Northland or anybody else, really, uh, in a, any aspect of fishing that you're pretty excited about this year? Oh, I'm, I'm excited about uh, uh, the front trolling motor I got. I've got a uh, Altera, which is push-button deploy. You don't have to go up there anymore to put it down, and we've known that for a couple of years, but... But being able to, to to hit the button, put it down, and then there's side imaging, uh, and uh, it, it's it's mega side imaging off of the front of the trolling motor. So there's a built-in side uh, mega side imaging transducer on the trolling motor now, and you can hook it up uh, to all your other units. You can actually look at what's up front uh, from behind the steering wheel. So it's it's really a neat deal, I think, and. That's that's one thing, and and this ain't new, but it's something I love is uh, the Talon underwater anchor. Mm. I use it a lot in our area. Uh, the, the fish uh, tend to be in that less than ten feet of water for a long period of time, and and these these are fifteen foot anchors. And I went with two of them on the back of my boat. Press a button, that fiberglass pole goes down in three stages, and real quiet and that little fiberglass pole will hold you because it flexes if there's a little bit of waves but if you only have one talon it still works great but if you're slip hopper fishing or you're trying to hit a certain spot and you're starting to spin in circles that's where the second one comes in and 
uh, I don't like spinning in a circle, so I put two talons on. So I've got the walleye boat that looks like a bass boat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it lo- they locked down. They're amazing. Uh, last uh, fall on Leech, in 20-mile-an-hour winds in Portage Bay, I put the two talons down. We slid a little bit because the waves were coming in the boat because they had it parked backwards into the, the wind. But it held us on the spot, and I could underhand pitch into a, into some a big school of uh, walleyes. So there's something to be said about two of them. I don't think one talon would have held us there, uh, but two of them. It's it's pretty amazing what that little fiberglass pole could hold you in, and uh, a neat thing. And and uh, Johnson Outdoors, right in Minnesota, Mankato, Minnesota. It's it's a cool thing. Um, another thing I like to do is, and I have I'm actually going out today. I have uh, an Aquaview HD7. I drop it down because. What you see on your graph might be different looking in the water. I like to see where the schools of suckers are because Bemidji, Cass, uh, Winnie, and Leach have schools of suckers on deep humps, and I'll identify where they're at, and then I don't fish there. You might see one or two walleyes in them, but uh, they show up really nice, but they're lake suckers, and some of them are, you know, four, five, six, seven pounds. They're, they're big big creatures and and you'll watch and those those fish will stay in the same spot over and over and i'll find out where they're at and, and avoid those spots but you'll watch as soon as the lakes start crowding with people you'll see little groups of people sitting on the suckers you know because they're marking something on their graph and uh and i always you know i like it it's a distraction you know so mm-hmm. <laughs> i use my aqua to make sure that I'm not sitting on suckers. I want to be sitting on walleyes and catching walleyes. Um, and that's uh, that's coming up in about a week and a half. In the meantime, pretty clear now. Most of the lakes, I think, are 90 to 100% clear. We can get out there now and uh, do some pan fishing in the meantime just to uh, just to do something. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, pan, we, we're lucky. We have really good pan fish fishing in the area, some of the best in the entire Midwest, and... Uh, beautiful crappies on a lot of lakes, and not every lake's got giant crappies, but there's there's some lakes have numbers of more eater size, and uh, other lakes have some hogs. But crappies, some bluegills, and uh, jumbo perch. Jumbo perch just don't happen everywhere. I mean, that's that's a really unique thing, and we have uh, the lion's share of jumbo perch in Minnesota right here in our area, and the perch actually spawn before the walleyes do. So when the water temperatures are hitting 50, the perch are pretty much done spawning as the walleyes are starting to spawn. So uh, you wonder, you know, if, if the perch grew a little bit faster, they do eat the walleyes to start, but then by the middle of summer, the walleyes outgrow the perch and eat them. So it, it's kind of a, a reversal of roles. If, if the perch did grow a little faster, they'd wipe them out. But uh, perch are an aggressive predator, and are a really good table fare. But when they're spawning, if you do catch perch full of eggs, obviously anything full of eggs, let it go. Yeah. Drop your line back in and catch something else that doesn't have eggs, you know. And there's always a ton of males that hang around the area. And uh, that, you know, they're, they're, uh, it's middle of spawn, so they make a mess when you you pull them up. But the males, they have more meat on them, and uh, and there's always a ton of them. 
in in those areas. And so it's a great time to get a meal of perch. And uh, definitely, if uh, they're full of eggs, let them go. Uh, bluegills will be around uh, the same places as crappies, muddy, weedy areas. Uh, mud bottoms warm fast. Crappies are attracted to that temperature. And these areas load up with uh, bait fish. Uh, perch are more so in the, the hard bottom areas, in the, uh, the uh, cara, and which is a skeletal grass that grows on the bottom, more like a tumbleweed. It's not actually attached, but they'll be in that stuff. Uh, and most, most of the areas that there's a little bit of sand, uh, but all the lakes have been, Bemidji's got jumbo perch in it also. Mm-hmm. So there's perch right in town. You can get jumbo perch. And uh, I've actually, I shot a show with Jim Linder for the uh, Linder's Angling Edge. Oh, it's got to be, I want to say 14 or 15 years ago on Lake Bemidji. And we caught a lot of big perch at ice out. And it was, it was amazing. And there was not a boat on, on the lake. Uh, and he was, he was shocked how easy it was to catch really big perch. Of course, we threw them all back, and we kept a few males. Uh, and uh, so we shot it right on Bemidji, so maybe you could find that somewhere on uh, the Internet. But okay. that was a great, great thing. And I, I used to guide for ice out perch for many years, and I haven't been doing it lately. Uh, just kind of, you know, it's okay to go fish for them, but not to, not to uh, get too savage on them when they're up spawning. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. I want to go back to bluegills for a second, because I know you're a big fan of bluegill fishing, and you have uh, advocated long and hard to, to try to get to quality bluegill fishing. There's a, there's a proposal coming forth this year um, to, to try to uh, take steps to um, get big bluegills back. Uh, what do you think of that proposal, what you've seen of it so far? Oh, it's about time. <laughs> quality, bluegill, quality Bluegill Initiative is really cool, and I, I've been talking about it uh, for for oh, at least 26 years. I've been really heavily hitting it. Uh, in, the last, in the last 20 years, a lot of Bluegill lakes have bit the dust, even in our area. In the last five, with, with the way electronics are through the ice, and it's 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 I don't it's not the locals it's not people that live here I don't think but people that think that this is uh, the Garden of Eden up here and there's just plenty there's no end to them there is mm-hmm. you can end a good bluegill lake in a couple of weekends on the ice ice fishing is is takes up to seventy percent of the of the large panfish out of the lake in uh, open waters uh, I don't know the exact percentages but it's it's a third of that, so I, I think that we we really got to be careful about that, and we should protect it because, you know, here in northern Minnesota, we've got something really good that they don't have elsewhere. They do down south, but it's a little different environment, and when, when people hit it, and they come from all different areas, they're not throwing back those big ones, And uh, but most, just about everybody I know, a lot of the tournament people and people that I meet in Bemidji and Grand Rapids and all around, they're throwing them back. People from Walker that I've talked to, they throw back big bluegills because they know they're getting really rare. And we all know where you can get some. 
but uh, have fun, catch them. I love catching them. I mean, I, I'll, uh, I've gotten four-wheelers stuck and been stuck back in swamps trying to get to little lakes to catch great big bluegills. My favorite fish, I love catching them, but I let them go, and after I do, I want to catch another one. They're just fun to catch. They got, a, they got a lot of fight to them. They spin in circles. It's just crazy. They use their body as a rudder. And uh, crappies have a little different thing. They slash on the surface and go side to side and sometimes jump, the bigger crappies do. Uh, but the bluegills, they do everything they can. They'll wrap you around weeds. Really cool, cool fish to fish for. Unfortunately, they're really good to eat for them. But, you know, but we just target the, the real thing is, uh, in my years of chasing bluegills, is to take bluegills under nine inches. In our area, we have nines and tens and every now and then there's a lake that kicks out some 11s or even almost 12s but if anything over nine is a quality bluegill and uh that's that's the future right there and there's some five limit lakes but don't go to the five limit lakes and say well because it's five limit i'm just going to whack a bunch of 10 inch bluegills that that doesn't help it that actually destroys the the whole everything that everybody's up to um but for the most part most everybody I've ever met up here throws the, the bigger bluegills back. But if you want to keep them, they're really good to eat. And under nine is not too strict. You know, keeping bluegills uh, from seven and a half to eight and three quarter is a perfect target range, and uh, you're not going to destroy the lake. But don't wreck a lake for a fork full of meat. Yeah. I, I totally agree, and we've seen it over and over again. Oh, yeah. And in the last five years... Uh, there's, there's, I had quite a list of lakes, uh, secret lakes, and none of them are secret. Not, not a single one is secret anymore. Well, wait a minute. Yeah, there is a few secrets, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, even the pilots who fly planes over the area say every little lake everywhere back in the woods, every single one, is all drilled out, like micro drilled. And so, the only way you could uh, keep some of these in the lake without completely losing every big gill there is, is to protect them with a slot. And for the most part in our area, people love chasing walleyes, get a, get a meal of walleyes, birds, crappies. We don't have, you know, bluegill hounds, you might say, in the area. We have people that love fishing for them, but uh, it's, we're kind of protecting them from the visitors that come over like the Vikings did, the pillage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes got to have some kind of role in place because they're not here to uh, play cards tonight. They're here to to catch bluegills, but they don't let them go. they got them sticky fingers that got uh, Velcro on them that yeah. once they get in their hand, they can't shake them until they fall in their live well. <laughs> so we got to get rid of them sticky, sticky fingers. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Throw bros on my guest, and he is just getting started. A lot more to come with Bro tomorrow, along with our first Lake of the Week. Thanks for spending time with us. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Fish and Paul Bunyan Country! Country!